0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my umpteenth cup of coffee. <laughs> um, today is Thursday, July 9th. I think it's the nice. 9th. And I am leaving the tea house where I met up with Jim Sorensen for Ryder coffee, Ryder breakfast. Uh, We decided to have an in-person meeting today, so he drove up from Albuquerque, and it was really nice. It was because I was doing my please don't make me do a Zoom meeting thing, (laughs) which he says he doesn't mind nearly as much, I think, as I do, and I made the point that I feel like it's just, um, it's not that I hate the Zoom meetings so much, it's that they are not a substitute for me for actual human contact and I do have the top down on the convertible it's very hot today but I was thinking about putting it up and running the AC maybe I should do that I was thinking well it would be quieter for you guys um, it goes against the grain you know my very fond of being outside thing oh yeah just Jeez, dude it's a narrow road and he swung way out and then didn't swing back to the right I thought he was gonna hit my car he would have been very sorry to hit the jag is what I say so um, sorry got distracted by the air impact there oh putting the top up or down Um, I'm going to take the back way home so I think that it should be fine noise wise have a little bit of um, noise on the commute broadcast gives verisimilitude yes (laughs) as if you needed more so yeah we had a a lovely wide-ranging conversation Um, Jim's was down about the pandemic um down about the increasing numbers in the u.s. and failure of our leadership which is continuing to rather than improve fail harder <laughs> and not in the positive sense of failing harder well, i may have to put the top up it's definitely uh getting toasty. Let's see what the temperature is. Coming up to a stop sign here. Let this... well it's just showing 84 so far but that you know one of the things about being here in the high desert is our Sun is very intense. Uh, I was having to remind my mom of that you know that being out in the Sun or riding in the convertible with me and so definitely you have to be aware of it being very intense so even though it's much cooler than in Tucson substantially cooler we're grateful to be so much cooler then it's still um, I don't know if you, if you had like a point scale it's not really a feels like but lady on bicycle in front of me was using her hand signals I hadn't seen anyone use a hand signal on a bike for some time I remember learning those as a kid she also wasn't wearing a bike helmet though so she's probably of my generation (laughs) we use hand signals but not bike helmets damn it so I did a little bit of work on dark wizard this morning um Mm -hmm. I've passed scene one. Uh, <laughs> shockingly enough, might end up being longer than I predicted. Um, I was kind of shooting for the beats happening, the scene one and act one climax happening for like a ninety thousand word book, and where scene one ended up um, would make it more like a hundred and seven word book, which is Kind of what I've been typically writing lately. So that might be just sort of the rhythm that I'm in. But a lot of it depends on what I do with those first two chapters. Uh, You know, I've talked a lot about that. I've been jumping, you know, about jumping straight to that core scene. And right now the core scene starts with chapter three. And I have short ish, partial ish chapters one and two. I abandoned chapter two to jump to. Course scene so I may end up just deleting those first two chapters I know I mentioned this before but I'm sort of still thinking it through anyway that would change uh where the beats are but I think that between today and tomorrow I'll be able to go um, to at least my original estimate of the act one climax which I think I know what it is And then set it aside. And I need to talk to Sarah, Agent Sarah, about whether she wants to read it now. If she wants to read it while I'm working on The Promised Queen. And I can feel like just having the conversations with Jenny about Promised Queen and what I need to do, it has diverted my attention somewhat. And it's been a little bit harder to immerse my brain into Dark Wizard. But I did kind of want to get past this milestone, so, so we'll see. I probably won't work on it past tomorrow, but I am on track to get 15,000 words done this week, uh, which, which feels good. One of the things Jim and I were talking about was, you know, he was um, you know, kind of morose about the news and, you know, which I totally understand. But, you know, he's also got a young child at home. His wife is a trauma surgeon, so she has a, a very busy schedule outside the house. And he's a, a writer, like me, full-time writer. And so with having his son at home, and uh, you know, no school, no child care to speak of, it's really disruptive. His, disrupted his creative schedule. And I said I thought that maybe it was because he's not directing that, you know, that he's spending too much time watching the news and not directing it into creativity. And he said that uh, actually his wife had said the same thing. So he was going to consider it. But I do think that there there really is something to, uh, for me, being able to channel my energy into working on a book. Several people have said that they really um, are impressed or admire that I've been able to continue to work through the pandemic. And really my answer is is that being able to work is what enables me to stay sane. Um, burying myself in the story, thinking about the work, that's all part of how I maintain evenness. That's part of my connecting with the Tao or what have you. So anyway, I brought up to Jim, those of you who have been listening listening for a very long time, um, you may or may not recall that Jim and I were collaborating on a project a long time ago called Twin Star. It was our working title. And it's... um, kind of a science fiction romance or science fiction with romantic elements and we ended up back-burnering it because Sarah felt like it wasn't the right time for it and that it just wasn't working And, and we did but I brought it up to Jim and said, you know, maybe we should just revive this and just start working on it between us and see what happens and he was interested because we had both enjoyed that collaborative process. And I still love that concept. And it had popped into my head the other day. As a, as a, and I don't know if it's because I was thinking about that Jim was going to drive up and meet me today. But I do honor that when I get that impulse, when something pops into my head, a previous project, and says, Hey, how about writing me? So he said he's gonna think about it. He'll think about if that's something that he can do. I think it would actually I Kai Jim, if you're listening, I think it would be good to to give him something to focus on. Um, you know, sometimes if you're working with somebody else that makes you do work in a way that you wouldn't left to your own devices. And I think um You know, we both agree that we really like the project. And I don't know why it didn't seem like a possibility to me before. Maybe it was just where my focus was. But even if Sarah doesn't want to do it, I think we could self-publish it, obviously. But I don't know why I didn't think about us doing it that way before. Um, Except that I was... I don't know. It wasn't my original concept. You know, And sometimes I think that gets in the way of you know, like whatever you decide your original concept is, uh, you have to be ready to pivot, right? You have to be ready to reimagine, reinvent, go in a different direction. So, and I think that we could do that. It would not be, um, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I was going to say it's not going to be tentacle porn. It's not going to be a tentacle porn. Um, and it probably won't be the alien human love affair which is very much the fashion in uh, science fiction romance these days. And that's right. And who knows? You know, we'll we'll see what happens. And I think we're both we we were having a a conversation about being results oriented. You know, and Jim had commented that I'm more results oriented than he is. Um, <laughs> which is I, I'm, I'm considering this uh, I, I was joking that I was feeling attacked because he had in an earlier part of the conversation mentioned something about uh, oh well we were just talking about things like game playing and how I'd never played D&D and I said I don't really like to play games because it feels like unproductive time to me and so I was saying that I was feeling a little attacked, and he said, Well, I hope you aren't really. I hope you're joking. And, and I said, I am, you know, like 90% joking, but at the same time, I'm considering, you know, should I be a little bit less results oriented? Should I worry less about an unproductive time? And I wouldn't say I worry about it, but, um, you know, I definitely parse things that way. And you guys know I've talked about that a fair amount so anyway I think that it could be useful for us to simply write out this project I think we it may have suffered from too much critical input too early on because we were really writing it Sarah loved the concept and she wanted it quickly she knew a person she wanted to pitch it to and she was very excited And we kind of wrote to that, and then it wasn't what she thought she was going to get. And I think we morphed our idea to match hers. And like I say, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, I think for us being a new writing team, I think we might just need to spend some time writing and working on the thing and letting it smooth itself out instead of trying to discover um, a combined voice. I think, we, and it's interesting because that's kind of what I'm doing with Dark Wizard too I'm, I'm clearly at this place in my I don't know, my creative path my career where I'm wanting to give some projects some time just to just to grow just to explore them and let them grow before I try to decide what they are or try to direct them into something I think there's a place for both so, I'm hoping that he decides he wants to do this. I didn't want it to be a pressure thing because, you know, Lord knows I don't have a small child at home. So, I'm not going to ask anybody else to, <laughs> who is dealing with that to add that kind of pressure. And I certainly have plenty to do. Right? So, arguably enough to do that I don't need to be adding a thing, except that this popped into my head and I was thinking, huh, we really should go back to that. Seeing that my seatbelt is kind of crushing the microphone, I hope that wasn't, like, making noise. now my little ball, my little ball dropped off. Alright, fix that. I moved it away from me a little bit and anchored it differently, so... Sorry if you had to adjust your volume please don't adjust your TV we are having technical difficulties <laughs> I guess the days of the test pattern are gone aren't they? but there's enough reference to it in movies that everybody knows what it is right so what else I don't think I have a lot else to report um, oh we we do have the cover for the Promised Queen. That's big news, isn't it? You don't get to see it yet, of course. (laughs) But we'll have to set up a cover reveal and all of this. It was funny because we did not get to use, for those of you who've been listening a while, you heard me tell the story about the crown before. Apparently, the art department at St. Martin's was not able to use that crown that I was, that I used for inspiration. They weren't able to use that photo since it was from an auction site and not a stock photo they could purchase. And so, Editor Jenny said that they had found a couple of stock photo crowns that were as close as they could get, which always, we've kind of gone through this before, it always makes me laugh a little bit because the crowns they found to me look like pretty much nothing <laughs> like the one that. I had. And it's like, really? This was as close as I could get? Or were these, like, the easiest crowns to find? I don't mean to cast aspersions on how someone else does their job, but sometimes it's a little perplexing. It's like, really? That's... (laughs) all right. So anyway, Jenny sent me two, sent me and Sarah, two potential covers. And she said, this time we have two that we love equally, so... We wanted to see if you have a preference between them. And and they were both beautiful. Uh, very green, as we had discussed, uh very different shades of green. And different compositions, very different crowns of them. And Sarah <coughs> excuse me, as she often does, got to her email first. passing me very fast dragging trailers with (coughs) four-wheelers I couldn't see their license plates and I'm not going to say anything about how they're probably from Texas (laughs) we've had so many people coming up from Texas and now New Mexico has a 14 day quarantine so even if you drive in from out of state you have to self quarantine for 14 days which I don't see how they can enforce that, but they're, you know, like working with the hospitality industry, I don't know what hotels are telling people. You know, it's like certainly you can't come for the weekend, right? Not if you're going to quarantine for 14 days. Not unless you, pl- you know, plan to come and sit in your hotel room the entire time. <clears throat> but we've had tons of people driving up from Texas. I know I've been to that many times. Texas and Oklahoma, down from Colorado. So, what was I saying? If only I could hear you all. El Gancho Way paving. That's what the sign says. We're nowhere near El Gancho Way. I think they um, forgot to turn off the sign when they drove it over here. It was on the back of a one of the construction trucks. <laughs> Actually, I just drove down El Gacho way on the way here, but that was about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Okay, what was I saying? This is probably why I should edit, but I'm not going to. (laughs) ha it's fled from my head. Um, If, when I listen, I often listen when I do my notes and everything. Clearly, I don't listen all the way through, or I would remember to put in all the links in the show notes. But I will try to pick up the thread. Feel free to comment and remind me if it was interesting. If I was just babbling about something interesting. Uninteresting. Don't worry about it. So, now I am nearly home. Oh, I was talking about the cover! Yes, you're right. Sorry. Uh, I ended up saying that I... Agent Sarah got to it first, got to the email first, as she often does, and she had said that she liked cover B better because of the colors, and I agreed. I really like the colors in cover B as well, but I said I liked the crown and co- cover A better than the crown in cover B, and they both agreed for, with me, fortunately, because I feel like I'm always difficult, and yeah, I said, is there any way we could take the crown and cover A and put it on cover B? And editor Jenny said that she would ask. And then later that day, they sent me a revised cover. And it really is cool. It looks great. I'm very pleased with it. So you guys will be interested to see. Oh, and then I should also mention that we um, woke up early this morning to see the comet. David often wakes up early as I've probably mentioned, and so I had told him, if you wake up, This morning, this comet's supposed to be visible. And I knew this because one of our neighbors had been posting to, you know, next door about it and posting pictures. I said, you know, if you're, it's supposed to be visible between about 4.20 and 5. 5 being when it gets too light to see. And I said, so if you are awake, wake me up. And so David woke me up at 4.44 and we went outside and we could see the comet. And it was really just spectacular. It was amazing to see in real life. And even better through binoculars. And so I'm including a photo that I took with my telephoto lens. Which I felt like I was kind of lucky because it was dark. And I was basically pointing and hoping. So it's not a spectacular photo. But it is a photo. So so there's that. Um, it was really cool. I, I remember like trying to see Haley's comment and being so underwhelmed. I think like we went to an observatory and, and it was cloudy and barely got to see anything. And this one we could just we could see with the naked eye and with binoculars and even take a photo of. So it was pretty awesome. All right, I am, oh, and I guess I should tell you is that you could see it in the northeastern sky, um, right above the horizon, if you're in a good place to see those things. Only for a couple more days, I guess. It'll, it's starting to fade now. So, uh, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye.